0: welcome back to another episode of into the airbnb where we talk with airbnb hosts about their short-term rental experience our guest for today is gabriel Aramayo, an airbnb remote co-host based in bolivia gabriel manages several listings located in seattle pittsburgh miami tampa bay area and los angeles providing different services like messaging Scheduling cleanings, schedule maintenance, listing optimization, calendar management, and guest support, among others. Most of his clients are professional hosts with over 10 listings, who might don't have time to full-time manage all their listings. So, if you're one of them, this episode is for you. Keep listening to hear more about Gabriel's stories and experiences as a remote co host and also what he offers. This episode is sponsored by Airbnb Short term rental analytics for high return investments, comprehensive data for insights, ideas, and inspiration. Go to app.airbnb.com to find precise Airbnb data such as occupancy rate revenue, average daily rate, and so on. So without further ado, let's get into it. So can you tell me how did you got started with your co-hosting services?
1: Sure, so I started working with an agency here in my country and uh, the agency was working for a Canadian company. It was a uh, quite a big company with a hundred listings mainly in Toronto, a few of them in Montreal, and them as well as spread in the U.S., in L.A., and Miami. And after I worked with them for about three years, decided I wanted to uh, do it on my own. So I started freelancing and get uh, clients, get hosts, so I can uh, help them with the hosting of all these things.
0: And you told me previously that you are currently located in Bolivia, right?
1: Yes, I'm located in Bolivia and I perform the service from here.
0: Yes, that's right. And you offer your services for listings located all over the U.S., right?
1: Yes, correct. Right now, I'm helping with uh, listings located in Seattle, Pittsburgh, Miami, Tampa, the Tampa Bay area, and L.A.
0: And what are those services that you offer as a remote co-host?
1: Anything that can be done remotely, we can do it. Started freelancing on my own and uh, now I have a team. I have three people helping me. So we do everything that uh, can be done remotely. We can do it. Our service is tailor-made for the needs that every host uh, is uh, requiring because every host is, it's completely different. Their processes are different. So they have different needs in their business. So. We offer a tailor-made service. We do the only thing that we don't do is pricing because the hosts are local to their listing. So they know much better the market and uh, they know how to feel the market, how to feel the difference between supply and demand, and they do a better job regarding pricing. Uh, So anything else that can be done remotely, we can do it.
0: So, for example, you do the messaging with the guest, right?
1: Right. We do messaging. We Mm -hmm. respond to inquiries, try to keep the occupancy at the maximum possible, schedule the cleanings, schedule repairs if needed, manage the calendars, set up the auto messages if needed. Uh, Many hosts work with PMS, with property management softwares like Guesty, like Hospitable. Mm -hmm. So we, we can set that up as well. And, and now, yeah, among many other tasks.
0: Okay. And can you tell me a little bit more about your customers? For example, you told me that there are some hosts that are local to their listing. So am I right to assume that most of your clients are local hosts that can deal with some things? For example, checking, maybe also the pricing as you told me, but they don't have much time to do like messaging, scheduling and everything else you get to do, right?
1: Right, so my clients are actually professional hosts. They don't host one or two listings. And a client that has less properties that I have uh, has 10. So between 10 and 50 to 60 properties, uh, we can help them. So yeah, they don't usually, deal with the operational side of the things. They don't like to do the check-ins. They don't meet the guests. They only manage their portfolio. They focus on growing. And we focus on everything that can be operational. Of all the operational tasks that can be done remotely, we help them with that. And they also have a team on the ground to help with uh, with repairs, mm-hmm. to drop off supplies if needed, mm-hmm. to restocking. So uh, yes, my, my clients are actually growing companies, and we help them to, to grow even more and uh, get, uh, get more properties in I their understand. respective markets.
0: Oh, that's super interesting. And can you tell me a little bit more about your clients, for example? Do they usually guide you through what would they like service to be made? Like you said, the tailor-made service, or do they usually just let like you do your thing? Like they set up, you know, these are my ten listings. I want you to do whatever you want to do with this. Just tell me what you're going to do and I'll approve it. It's like that. Or do they usually guide you with what you're going to do?
1: They guide me a lot. The good thing is that we know the basics because of the experience that we have on Airbnb and short Term Rentals in general. Mm-hmm. So they don't need to teach me how Airbnb works, how to navigate, and that um, that industry because it can be specifically Airbnb can be very sided with the guests and many hosts have complaints about that. So we are very careful on how to navigate the Airbnb industry and not get in trouble with them. So they don't need to teach me that. They only teach us the processes. They have uh, different processes. They have different ways of escalating issues, of handling uh, repairs and things like that. They tell me they get me on their processes, but the basics, the fundamentals on how Airbnb works and short-term rentals in general, we already know that. So that's a good thing about that, that we already know the basics.
0: Mm -hmm. I understand. And now that you've commented about Airbnb deciding with the guests Do you usually also deal with the problems that they have with guests?
1: Yes, we deal with Airbnb in behalf of the owner as a co-host with a co-hosting account. From time to time, we encounter a difficult guest who just complains and maybe is more focused on getting a refund or or getting a discount on their stay than, than the actual experience that we are providing. So no matter what, they are going to complain. I think that many experienced hosts already experienced this uh, kind of things and this type of guests. So yes, we also deal with Airbnb in behalf of the host and then try to just come out with the best possible resolution for us.
0: Mm -hmm. And can I ask which are the most like common types of problems you deal with? I imagine that there can be maybe some damage in the property. In that case, do you also deal with that? Or in that case, the host deals with that?
1: Okay. So yes, we had cases where the cleaning team arrives and they say, hey, the place smells like marijuana or smells like cigarette. Mm -hmm. And we need to to take action. We have on our house rules and almost all of our clients have this on their house rules that we need to find the guests if they smoke. So the first thing is to collect the evidence. Of course, we, we coordinate with the cleaning team, with the people that's on site to gather all the photos, as much evidence as possible. And we first contact the guests and we deal with Airbnb. We escalate the issue to Airbnb if that's required. But yes, we also can help with that.
0: Mm-hmm. I see. That's very helpful, then. And what about the reviews? If, for example, after a good stay, maybe you didn't have much contact with the guest, they leave a bad review. Do you also deal with that?
1: Uh, yes, we deal with the reviews. Mainly, if everything goes smoothly and we get a five-star review, we make a, a nice response to, to the review. We respond to the review publicly. But if we had a review that we believe it's unfair, we try to dispute it. We know the terms. Airbnb on how to handle the reviews, what's allowed on the Airbnb side and what's not. So we just try to find the reasons to get the review removed as per the Airbnb terms of service. And yes, we also help with that as well.
0: Okay, that's really helpful then. And what about listing optimization? Do you also work providing that service?
1: We do. Most of our clients are already very experienced, so they just guide us on what needs to be done with the listing. And of course, with the experience that I have, I also give my opinion to to another clients who perhaps are not uh, too experienced. Specifically, things that need to be on the listing just to avoid issues with the guests afterwards, like... For example, if there's a camera outside, it, it needs to be disclosed or, or we can get a, in a big car with Airbnb. If I notice that we have a camera and it's not disclosed on the listing, I give the suggestion to the host to add it as well. That's what we do in terms of listing optimization.
0: I see right now. And previously, you mentioned that you also help getting the occupancy rate up for them, right? Yes. And can you tell me a little bit of what are the steps that you take and what services do you provide to get the listing to get a higher occupancy rate?
1: Sure. So for one of my clients, I have a permission to change the price because as I mentioned, that's perhaps what many hosts don't want to delegate. But I have a client that delegated me the pricing of a few units. So regarding the pricing to maintain occupancy high is uh, just to play a little bit with the prices on the check-ins and check-out dates to avoid gaps perhaps lower the price when we are closer to the to the dates that helps as well uh, keeping an eye on on dates with high demands and that's if we are not connected with the uh, pricing software like price labs or beyond pricing that's what can be done in terms of pricing to keep occupancy high But I think that we have more influence with the inquiries. When uh, we receive an inquiry, we try to respond as soon as possible. And we try to sell the unit without over-promising because that could generate high expectations and uh, end up like, perhaps we cannot fulfill some things if we Mm over-promise. So we try to sell the listing. If we notice that it's not a good fit, we cross sell uh, between other listings that the same host also has so that way we notice that it can be a really good difference to respond to the inquiries as soon as possible and to be able to sell their properties or cross sell if needed
0: that sounds pretty good and can you tell me a little bit for our listeners that might be interested in also hiring you and your team can you tell me how much can they expect to like pay you for your services. I know you make many like different types of services according to every host needs, but if you can give me a range of your prices, that would be really good.
1: Absolutely. So uh, when we start with a host and uh, if it's a host that doesn't have many units, let's say between five and 10, we charge around $120 and $90 per month per listing. If it's a professional host and uh, the tasks are only guest communication mainly and escalate issues, then it's not a lot of workload for us so we can lower the price. If the host has uh, many listings, perhaps uh, I would say above 20, about 20 listings, we can uh, negotiate the price if the tasks are not um, very time demanding, because if if the tasks are uh, demanding, then I will need to add more people to my team and, and the, the price will increase. But that's, that's basically the range.
0: Okay, so the range will be, can you repeat it once more?
1: Sure, between 90 and $120 per month per listing.
0: Per listing. Okay, that sounds pretty good then. And can you tell me, how can I expect them for you to leverage their listings? Like what results can they expect from you? they can expect for you to raise the occupancy rate, maybe raise the revenue, take a lot of time off of them, you know?
1: Yes, so it depends on the goals of each host, but we focus on give the host peace of mind. We focus on giving the host the opportunity to relieve their workload and have more time to focus on their portfolio and we follow the instructions. We try to make everything a streamlined process, so they don't have to like being on top of everything or micromanaging. We try to just free their time and give them peace of mind that we are taking good care of their properties.
0: Yeah, I understand. I understand completely. So that sounds really, really great. And can you tell me, is there any way they can contact you?
1: Sure, absolutely. My email address is Gabriel, as my name, at airhospitalitypro.com. That's the name of my company.
0: Air Hospitality, then. So that would be it for the day. Thank you a lot for being my guest today and for telling us all this useful information. I bet our listeners are going to love this.
1: Sounds great. Thank you so much for the interview and for the opportunity to share my experience with your audience.
0: Thanks for listening to Into the AirBnB. We're looking for hosts and other people in the short-term rental industry to interview. If you had what we need and would like to share your experience in this podcast, please send us an email. All the info is at the end of the description.